Super duper creepy. Super back at it. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Back at it. There's a vibes here for well, the motherfucking paranormal yeah. episode. The Halloween yes. episode. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Hell yeah. I'm scared. Before we start off, once again, <laughs> this is Desert Vibes, and I am one of the three spooky hosts. My name is Mero. Melissa, aka Steve. Spooky Steve. Spooky Steve. I am Joel. I'm Joel. He's the lost soul of this thing. And we also have... We have two very special guests. Very special guests. And it's two... Two guests. Two boys. We got Joel's brother, Christian. Christian, Hello. 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 We got um, a very, very special guest. We've been talking about him like a couple of episodes already. Yes, sir. Our cousin slash brother... Slash man's Alejandro. I love you. I love, I love you. you. I was gonna introduce myself as Joel's lover, but no, that's fine. Okay. okay. Well, my name is Alex. I'm Joel's lover, and I guess Hector and Melissa's cousin slash brother. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yes. Whatever. Yes. Y'all thought yeah. I had something and with Hector. And then we have a a producer, a new producer going on in the background. Yeah. What's up? Shout what's out to my cousin Isaiah. Isaiah. We're, we're giving them a trial run. I don't know. We still don't know if we want to commit. We'll see. We'll see. It's like it's like when you first get Netflix. You don't know if it's for sure. But it's we'll a thirty see. day trial. Yeah, it's a thirty day trial on like three different accounts. But <laughs> that's all good. This is this is, uh, this is our second our second email. Yeah, this is our second email we created just to get him. I don't know. We'll see. Yes. <laughs> but for those of you who don't know, this is the. What, like the third time we try to do this episode? Oh, my yes. God. This is like yes. the third time we try to do this episode because, <laughs> and I'll let Steve and Hector tell the story, the first time we tried recording, what happened? Some mm. shit happened. Some shit happened. Go now, ahead. You we, started off. Me, me and my brother say it's a really big coincidence, but it's just a really, it's like all the planets had to align just for this coincidence <laughs> to fucking happen. Yeah. that's mm-hmm. me, me, and, me and Meryl believe that, you know, it's. Could have been something Some, else. Something else. We we both talked yeah. about it. We had like a little side conversation. It, it, was, a, like, it was a coincidence. Nah, that's nah, what, like what you were saying. It's that's a much. real strong coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. For real. <laughs> it's almost too good to believe. Yes. Yeah. No, but if for real happened, we have proof. It's probably all over our Instagram. But yeah, tell them what happened. Yeah, we did. Tell them what happened. We all were. Right. All right. So we started our show off with, you know, you guys are about to hear some of the stories that we were talking about. Our experiences with ghosts and paranormal, paranormal things. And... I think we were we were actually pretty deep, huh? We were like about we an were, hour. We were like we were an hour and like we were almost minutes. like an hour and like twenty minutes in. Yeah. in. yeah. And then all of a sudden, our our, our recorder just cut out. Well, what happened was our topic was changing from our own personal experiences boogie into boogie. something like into like I'm just like gonna demons, say it. like, I'm just like, gonna like say yeah, demonic. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And it went into like demonic and. Um, Joel's brother Christian here was about to like get into it and like like explain some shit to us because he has a demo- deep what is it demon a demonology book Demonol- I'm about to put him on blast yeah he was <laughs> about to put them on blast <laughs> yeah. let out all their secrets and then all of a sudden um I we're lo- everybody's looking at Christian while he's talking and then I look at the recorder and then it turned. Our button turned green. It stopped being red. It wasn't recording anymore. So I was like, "What the heck?" I'm like, "Guys, guys, stop, stop." I'm like, it stopped recording. And so then our producer, Jesse, was like, it has an error. I'm like, what? So we look, and 
he tried to play back the <coughs> recording that we just did, and it wouldn't even let him play it back. It, it wasn't like it showed there was something on there. Though. Yeah, it was like frozen or whatever. So we took out <laughs> we took out our memory card and then we put it into a uh, into the computer to see if we could play it on the computer. And no, it says like there's. It's saying that there's no audio, but when we go and look at the file, what was it, Cristian? It was like... 1.39 gigabytes worth of audio. That yeah, that was on there. But yeah, somehow yep. we can't open it. We can't see it. So. Can't play it or anything. So so then we tried to do it all over again that same night, and it just it didn't... It just didn't feel right. No, it, it didn't. It, it so. felt like Demonology 101. Yeah, so this which is why. I feel like we should still post. So yeah. if you also want to let us know, and we'll still post it so you guys can hear. But It'll be more fact check kind but, of. But from that came something beautiful because we actually got Alex in the studio. Yes. Oh my God. We actually got him. Alex gets to be on this episode yes. and tell us his paranormal experiences. I just have a question, though. He's saying that's a demonology book, but it just says Hector's biography. <laughs> This is true. This is true. Facts. Facts. This is also true. God, I, ju I just want to say you look very good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I wasn't oh, talking. Who are you talking to? I wasn't talking to you, Hector. I'm about to summon all spirits right now. And you Steve, chill. Steve, you always look good. Ah, uh, thanks, buddy. Casey, you look good too. Thanks. I will. What the heck? Because of that. I was reading that book earlier. Uh, <laughs> oh, that, that, that what explains it was? a lot. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, let's start so, off with some uh, crazy experiences, man. So the reason we have Alex here is because from what Hector tells me, is you have some pretty good-ass ghost stories. All right, so I do have a couple stories. Um, the first one is probably the craziest one. Um, well, I guess maybe not the craziest. Anyways, it's the one that involves Hector. So uh, we're having a family party, and sometimes they let, like, you know, there was, like, what, four or five of us? The, like what? the cousins, me, you, Melissa, and David, David. when he wasn't grounded. <laughs> For real? <laughs> yeah. So anyways, they would let Eric some of us... She would go. I know. So then they would let some of us go like to the house or stay at the house when they went to the parties. And we had this little... This <clears throat> now, what, what, he's, what he's trying to say, we all lived within like a what? Like a three, four block radius? Yeah, yeah, my like, bad. I yeah. forgot to mention that. Like no, me, me, Steve, and him all lived like two, three blocks away from each other. That's why... Like, if we had a party at Steve's house, we'd either go to my house that was right around the corner or his house that was, like, two blocks down or whatever. So. All right. All right. I see it. <clears throat> yeah, my bad. I'm terrible at telling stories. No, you're fine. You're fine. I can tell. You're doing great. You're doing great. <clears throat> Thank you, babe. You're welcome. I'm like Steve who likes so, to give backstories. <laughs> anyways, imagine this house, like, the shape of an L. And at the base of the L, there's a pool. Okay. So we have this big, meaty, like, pit bull, American pit bull. And he was the most loving dog. Like, as soon as you walked outside, he would, like, trot over to you and, like, his chain would bounce. And he just, the cutest thing ever. Mm -hmm. And uh, one night, we're all just chilling in the house. We're in the room playing games, uh, playing 2K or Madden, <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyways, and this, this dog just starts losing his shit, like, barking. Like, if somebody was in the backyard, like, trying to, to jump the fence or... Let me... Remember before that we heard like somebody was walking on leaves. Remember? Oh yeah! Oh, oh god! <laughs> That's a whole new traumatic experience. I'll get into that afterwards. So, anyways, this dog is losing his shit, and then all of a sudden he like starts looking up at the roof and is barking and barking and like just losing his shit. And he's like following it, following it, and then he gets to the roof right above the house. 
and just sits down and is just looking up at the roof. Like, just sitting there, just looking at the roof, like, if something's about to come in and, you know, get at us or whatnot. So, I don't know what it was to this day. I just know that I grabbed a screwdriver and a kitchen knife and we took off running to the party. Remember that? A screwdriver. <laughs> let, me, let me elaborate a little bit more to this story because he's, he's skipping a couple chapters. <clears throat> so, we heard, we heard, you know, somebody, it sounded like somebody, he had a tree on the side of the house and there was a whole bunch of leaves that would fall off. And it sounded like uh, somebody was walking on the leaves. <clears throat> and that dog, you know, he was he was nice or whatever. But when it was like strangers, he would kind of... Even with strangers, though, right? He was like real nice and stuff. Yeah. But <clears throat> so we heard that. And then the dog just got like super alert. Right? And then he was just growling like that mean growl that dogs do. And it's just like... And we're like, what the hell, dude? And then that's when... He stopped and looked up, and you know how he said that it stopped right right at the window that we were at. And after that, he kept like looking back and forth, like to the left and to the right. And he was just like it was almost like he was in a trance, dude. And it was it was super crazy. And that's when this fool was like, "What the hell?" And then we heard like a couple footsteps on the roof. So we're like, "It has to be like a person, right?" So then that's when we it was me, him, and my cousin David. And we're like, yo, what weapons do you have in the house? <laughs> I got a screwdriver and a kitchen knife. We, we, we get it. Bro, it was a screwdriver, yeah. a knife, and then remember David had a bottle? <laughs> <laughs> a bottle that wasn't broken because he kept hitting it on a brick and couldn't break it. <laughs> yeah. right. it, was, it was crazy, dude. So we're like, all right. And we like open the front door, right? And we lock the you know like door because we're like, when we run out, we're just going to close it and take off. And we did that, dude. We ran out. And we ran, like, to see if there was anybody on the roof or anything. There was nobody on the roof. So that was just a really trippy, like, we're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you guys don't think it could have been, like, an animal or something? <clears throat> like, like an eagle? Well, that flew? the thing is, uh, he would lose his shit with cats. So if it was a cat, he would have just been like, Whoa, you know what I mean? He would have been crazy. And went, but no, it was that, that, like, mean growl. Like, I, I'm pretty sure you've, you've heard it when they're, like, just, they're just, like, mad. Like, he had that growl, dude, and he was just staring up on the roof, like, looking back and forth, and it, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, but the leaves he's talking about, like, that's why I said it's a whole new separate traumatic experience. Like, <laughs> the, so we, I, in that house, I moved rooms, like, six different times because I'm a chicken shit, and I would always get scared <laughs> and move rooms. So, <clears throat> this time I was on a room that faced, like, the, like, the side of the house, and there's three orange trees back there. And I shit you not, bro. Like, it would sound as if there were, like, kids at a jungle gym just swinging from the trees and, like, stepping on the branches back there. And uh, one time we we left the window open and I had a, what do you call it, a flashlight. And I was like, all right, so next time we hear this noise, we're going to swing these blinds open, flash the flashlight. And so, like, we hear, like, all this swinging and then, boom, we throw the blinds open, flash the flashlight out there, and there's nothing, like, all the time, bro. That shit was just, it was creepy. And then we finally got the house blessed, and they kind of stopped. Oh, you guys legit, like, got, like, a like a house blessing and everything? Yeah. yeah. The post, oh, shit. The, our, uh, our families usually do that, though. Like, when we move into a new house, we usually go and, like, get a house blessed. Like, <clears throat> we get our house blessed. Oh, shit. Yeah. The, yeah. the other one that I was going to bring up is, you, I wasn't there for this one. You're the one that told me about it. Remember when you were sleeping? 
Okay, so <clears throat> after I got scared that time, I went to the room that I was in the first time when the dog was like freaking out. This is the same house? Yeah, same house. Okay. So the window faced towards the backyard and like towards the pool. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time <clears throat> I was waking up and I woke up and in the corner of the pool, like in the front of the pool, there was like the steps to get into it. And like at the first step, there was this like white ghost like figure just like standing there and i just remember i was like what the fuck like in my head like i didn't even say it out loud (laughs) and i swear to god like it was like boom it fucking turned and like looked at me and i shit myself and then i ran to my parents room and i slept on the floor in there because i was terrified and so the next morning um i was like you know what maybe there was a trash bag out there and uh, maybe it was just the wind float like you know blowing a trash bag and i was i was tired so i go out there i'm looking around the backyard and i don't see any trash bags so i'm like what else could it be and then i was just thinking i'm like you know what maybe it was the the glare from the the light mm-hmm. in the hallway shining on the 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 what do you call it the window mm-hmm. to the backyard yeah and so like i look at my room and my windows wide the fuck open and i was just after that happened i'm like yeah i'm Sleeping with a butter knife under my bed. <laughs> so, butter knife. As a residential ghost expert, what do you think it was? How like um, what was I gonna say? Like how long after this started happening that you got? Did you decide to do the blessing on the house? Like how many things? How many things happened to you before you were like, this is enough? All of it. And then after all of it, that's when. Well, there was one other thing that happened. Like, I remember I heard a cat in the backyard, and then it sounded like somebody sprayed it with water. And then the cat, like, you know, they start crying when they're like, they sound like a crying baby. Yeah. Like it started crying like that. But the more I thought about it, like who the fuck would spray a cat at like nine o'clock at night in the backyard. But I didn't think about that when it was happening. But anyways, after that, that's when like I cried and then they were like, okay, we'll get the house blessed. And then they (laughs) came and did it. And it all stopped afterwards. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I would say you got a, you got a pretty, I would say it was probably a spirit. Now, the spirit of what, I have no, I, I couldn't tell you because I would need more detail because you were having like a bunch of random stuff happening, like animals and then children and then, but uh, yeah, I would say, I would say pretty solid. It was probably just the spirit of someone who lived there before. Think so? I should have helped pay the bills and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But is this, this is this only at this house or do you always have experiences like this did okay, anything so ever happen at the apartment which apartment uh when you stay with your mom no there was one thing but it wasn't it wasn't mm-hmm. like paranormal it was just i watched that just movie drunk uh, uncle. <laughs> yeah i watched that movie the neighbors and like like there's like a like in the beginning they pound on the front door and uh, my brother's crazy ex-wife like came over and like started pounding on the door oh uh, like so like a super coincidence yeah super yeah. coincidence um, but, uh, I mean, I, I feel like I've had those experiences before, but I try to ignore them now. Cause I feel like when I pay attention to them, they happen more often and I get scared. Don't feed into it, bro. See, I'm telling you, as long as you don't feed into it, you're good. You're kind of good. <laughs> I'll say, do you Alex, really believe that though? Alex witnessed, witnessed when I got my, my sleep paralysis. Cause I didn't, I never, I never knew what that was or ever felt it. And remember when you spent the night in my apartment? And you were sleeping on the couch, and then, like, I woke you up in the middle of the night, and I was like, 
I swear I saw someone on top of me. I couldn't get up. Remember I told you? Uh, Do you remember? I don't. No, because I, I thought I I thought like because it was I felt like well I mean if you ever had sleep paralysis like you'd feel heavy right like like someone was like on top of you or something. Yeah. And um, that's what I thought. Woke up and I couldn't move and I felt like like I swear I was afraid to look up because I thought someone was like gonna be in my face. Finally, like I got out of it and I went, I went to, um, I like ran out of there of my room and I went to the living room because he was sleeping on the couch, and then I went to them and I woke him up and I was like, I think there was something in my room and he was like, what what, what happened? And I explained and he's like, no, he's like it's just sleep paralysis or whatever. But it legit like for me like it felt like someone was like just like like pushing on me and like was trying to like suffocate me or something have you ever gone through that shit have you ever had sleep paralysis oh all the time bro yeah but well two things real quick number one i don't know why she got me like i'm the worst person to get <laughs> <laughs> like if it's a human being or like a dog or something like yeah fight to the death like a, a wolf something like that yeah let's get it you'd fight a wolf let's get it. i would I, I would lose but i would fight it <laughs> he would have the glass bottles on the knuckles and everything bro he'd be like yo yes. let's do this liam neeson status like you're going you're going down but the second you tell me it's paranormal, like, nah, you're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, me, like, well, me Cristo. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I don't know if my sleep paralysis was, I think a lot of it was uh, drug induced. Oh, okay. But I definitely had like terrible, like where I would be laying down looking outside my bedroom because my bed would face the door. Yeah. And I could see people walking, like my parents, like they would be walking by but like they wouldn't talk to me and like in the corner of my eye i could just i feel i could feel something just like, like looking a, at me yeah because um because one night like i had it i one night i had it and i had it at this house and like every time every time i think about it i'm like damn bro i don't even know it was just real trippy it's like i would because the way my my bed is set up it's kind of like a window so like the wall the window than the bed and I always sleep near the window so I always face the window so I, I face away from the door so this night that I, I went through that it was kind of like almost like I was dreaming but in the dream I could see myself sleeping so I could see myself sleeping and when I was watching myself sleep I could see Ge Jesse Jesse our producer he has a kid he has a small kid he's probably like what like he's like three years old or something. like three years old so but like how tall like like He's like, pretty short. Um, at least three feet tall. Like three feet tall. <coughs> so in my dream, we always sleep with our door shut. In that dream, uh, the door opens, and I see like a little shadow of like a three foot figure, and they just stand there. They just stand at the door, like they don't do anything, and like I'm just like, cause in my dream I can see my like I'm I'm like asleep, but I could also see what's going on behind me, and I can see that, and then out of nowhere, the little motherfucker gets darts. Like full on sprint to my side of the room, and on that my side of the room, he just like and I could like I'm like I'm trying to move because I'm like yo get up like you gotta get up get up get up get up, and I can't move, and I could see like this like little figure whatever the fuck it is is like full on sprint to my side of the bed and then just stops like right near my bed and just looks at me and I can't see any facial features I can't see anything, they just they, that's all it is and I'm there like just like stiff like stiff bro i can't like to the point to where even my girl was like yo yo my girl finally woke me up because she's like yo you were like gasping like you couldn't even like breathe and i'm like for real and she's like yeah and i'm like because it felt like i couldn't even move and she's like yeah you couldn't move and then that's when i told her and i'm like is the door shut she's like yeah and i'm like 
where's that on? That's Jesse's kid. He's like, asleep. And I'm like, all right, cool, because I was going to beat that little motherfucker's ass if that was him, bro. I thought he was fucking with me. Yeah, no, I have a, a dream. It's very similar, but it's always in that same house that all this shit happened. It's in the room where you could hear the leaves. What house is this one? The one on turquoise. turquoise. Oh, turquoise. Hey, that was my own house. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, watch, keep going, man, keep going. Okay, so, it, and what's funny is, like, the bed and, and the comforter set that's in there is my brother's. It was this all black, and it had gold trim. It was black and white with, like, gold trim. But it's the same thing. Like, I wake up, or I'm asleep, but I can see myself sleeping, and then I, I feel like a dark presence come into the room and then I just pull the covers up over my face because like I don't like Melissa, I, like I don't want to see it. And like I just like, yeah, and like I wake up and I'm just like gasping for air because yeah, like, it's like if something's sitting on my chest, like pushing on my chest. Yeah. Like, so I it's like the worst like, fucking like, feeling in the world, bro. It's yeah. good. Like you're just there and you're like, because when I was going through it in my head, I'm like, yo, wake the fuck up, wake the fuck up. And your body's just kind of yes. like limp, bro. You're just fucking limp. And I'm like, oh, fuck this. That shit was horrible. You know, but like sleep paralysis is like a really interesting subject because technically the science of it is, is that your mind is asleep. Now, when you go to sleep and you enter like REM sleep, like your deepest sleep, <clears throat> your mind kind of paralyzes your body so you don't hurt yourself while you're sleeping. So they say that sleep paralysis is caused by like when you're mentally awake, but your body isn't unparalyzed, which is why... Mm -hmm. Like, that's the feeling of sleep paralysis. But the one thing that they can't understand is why so many people have the exact same experience. That's, why is that's it, true. Why is it that we all see something at the foot of our bed? Like, they don't, that is the science that they don't understand about it. So it's, it's pretty crazy because even <coughs> I've had it. But I, I even got it when I was, like, really young. I was, like, maybe, like, what? We lived on the house on 67th when you I was, are, like... You were young. You were young. I was probably, like, four, five, maybe. And I had it, too. I used to have... I used to have a... TV, like a box TV on a shelf that had a VHS player under it. Mm -hmm. And I remember in this dream, I walked up to the VHS player because I saw this like clown doll, like a small clown doll sitting on the VHS player. And I don't know if like at the time I had like a fear of clowns or a fear of dolls or both. I'm not sure. But when I went to reach for the doll, the doll jumped up at me like it was like it was going to try to choke me. And I fell back into my bed. But when I fell back into the bed, the doll didn't come with me. It was like a black figure that was like choking me out. And I, I was, I, at this point I was awake and I had tried to call for my mom. I was trying to talk, I couldn't move, I couldn't do anything. But all I could see is that that black figure was at the foot of my bed and it was just watching me. But that's the thing that I find so crazy is that like, so it's so common for so many people to have something like this and scientifically they have an answer for it, but <coughs> we, we don't know why we see what we see. And that, I think, is the crazy part of it so, all. So you were having sleep paralysis, and then you were already awake, and you still saw this? Yeah. yeah. So like, that, that leads into that. So then it's no longer sleep paralysis, right? The part of you not being able to move is <coughs> technically what counts as sleep paralysis. So, like, you wake up, you wake up, and if you wake up and you're, like, not able to move or speak, but after a while, like, you feel yourself jolt out of it, and then you're able to move, that's technically the end of sleep paralysis is when you're able to move again. So, mm. so what he was basically saying is that like while, while he was so yeah, like, while he saw it, he was, he still, saw it, he was still like in his mind he was awake, but he was still actually going through the whole sleep paralysis thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you said you tried to scream for your mom and all. that. Yeah, right? I tried, and <laughs> I I remember that eventually I did scream, but I was so young I can't even remember what my mom told me or what she said. But you know, 
Well, there, aside from that dream, the only other thing that I have about that house was that I used to hear a bunch of like silverware and like someone was messing with the dishes. But aside from that, that house, I never really got anything else. I think it was, was it you who told me that you thought you saw someone sitting on a recliner yeah. in the extra bedroom? Yeah. yeah. What? Like a person or what? Yeah, so like we used to have like uh, I don't know if you guys remember like the old school like fucking lazy boys that were like they were almost like made out of like vinyl. Yeah. Like it was like real rough material. We used to have one and it was my grandpa's and my grandpa used to live in like old town Glendale, like by where like the Glendale glitters are and shit. Mm -hmm. So I took it from that house, brought it to our house and then we had it and um we had it in like an extra room where we had an extra T V and it used to recline. So it was like a like a sofa, like a recliner bed. It used to yeah. recline. Uh -huh. And one night I woke up and that door, for some reason, we always kept it shut. But that night it happened to be open mm -hmm. and the recliner was like moving back and forth. Oh, hell no. It was by itself? Yeah. And then no one, and, and no one was in it. And when I, when I was walking near it and I saw it like moving, you could see like the silhouette of someone's like legs, yeah, like yeah. when they're sitting down. Uh -huh. You can see the silhouette, and then I go and turn on the light, and there was nobody there. But and right after when we moved out of that house, we moved to the house in Queen Creek, and guess what? This guy took with him and put straight in his room. That recliner was in my room. No. Well, why would you put it in your room after you just saw it? You asked for it. But I was like, <laughs> uh, like I was in trip, like, cause like like that, bro. Like my mom would always tell me, like, don't don't don't, don't feed, feed into, into it. it. Don't yeah. feed into it, and like. Mm -hmm. Nothing will happen. Yeah. So that's why I took it because I'm like, ah, fuck it. Like, I'm not going to fucking like feed into it. But yeah, I mean, what, what happened in that house? I mean, we'll save it. But I want to bring up the fact that you said that. So the house you lived at was her old house? Yeah. Yeah. It so was, it's just like Mexicans. We just pass things we down. Just pass yeah. Things. <laughs> yeah, we we yeah. pass houses, cars. Wait, <laughs> so who stayed there first? Me. So so was that the house from like, would they, all the stuff happened to you? No, actually, it was the new house I moved in. So it was the house i moved from i'll see because i was gonna be like damn you better blame you better blame steve right no. now because she was telling us all the shit that happened to her no, i was like you better blame her I for all of them do you remember them when i saw the little boy I, I, well not that you were there but the story i remember you, you said, remember? talking about it yeah well for our listeners i'm gonna i'm gonna tell the story again because you know y'all heard it but nobody else yeah, i love this story <laughs> so um uh i was like years ago i was like i think i was in high school yeah um I was at home and it was late, late at night. I don't, even, I don't even know what time it was, but it was late at night, and I was on the phone. Uh, I was talking to a friend, whatever. And well, when I talk on the phone a lot, I just like to walk around and just browse around around the house. So I was doing that, and our backyard has, um, at the time, we had French doors, and they have in the French doors they had like these little windows there. So um, I was walking in like a circle, and. When I was walking, I looked in our backyard, and I saw something. So as I was walking in the circle, I'm like, oh, I'll go back and look at what it was. So when I did, I seen a little boy. And, I mean, for me, that was, like, my first, in all honesty, that was my first paranormal encounter ever. Like, I've never experienced it before. So when I saw it, I, like, freaked out. I, like, ran away and went into, like, the coverage because my niece was in the living room, and we had the you know, the couch bed. So we had that out and I like jumped on the bed and and was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I was like freaking out. I was like, like to me, cause 
I mean, I've always been interested in all this, like, paranormal stuff and ghost hunting and stuff. So to me, like, in my head, I'm like, <clears throat> oh, my God, did I just see that? Oh, my God, what did I just see? Oh, my God, did this just really happen? So that was all going in my head. But all I was saying was, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> so when, when this happened, did you have, like, like fear slash excitement? Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, I, it was, yeah, I was scared because I was like, what the fuck did I just see? Because, I mean, of all things, a little boy. I mean, you guys know, like, if you see a, a little kid and a ghost, like, that's more scary than seeing an adult. Like, I, I, don't know, I think so. Oh, bro, anyway. I love my grandma, but if I saw her, like, today, I would start swinging. Like, cause I, know <laughs> I love you, but I'm going to smack you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, I was, like, freaking out, and, you know, I ended up, telling uh my niece what happened when i saw whatever and then um so that was like my first encounter there at the house with the little boy and then um i don't even know if this was like a year later or years later or months later i don't remember this but i had another another experience there where um it was m m me and my friend Yes, this was years later because my parents were split up at this time. So <laughs> we'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like this is like yeah like this is like a few years later and it was my friend and I. My dad, my dad had just left um, to go out of town. He went to Mexico with um, family, and I stayed back because I had school. And um, it was so it was my friend and I. We were at the house. And we were just chilling. We were in my room, and we were on the computer. And we were just looking at, like, pictures of, you know, that we had taken in the past. And we were laughing or whatever. And we were home alone. And um, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we hear, I'm home. And in my head, I was gonna be like, oh, like, that's my dad. Because, you know, <coughs> when my dad, when he gets home, he, he would say that. Like, be like, I'm home. It's a beautiful day, whatever. So, like, I was... I was going to look at my friend and be like, hey, that's my dad. But I realized at that moment that my dad had just left to Mexico, like literally that day. So then she I look at her and she's frozen like, what the fuck did we just hear? I look at her and I'm like, did that just really happen? And like, we're home alone. We don't know what to think. So we like look at each other and we like dip to like this little corner in my room. <laughs> And me and her, we're like, we're like literally. They grabbed the screwdriver and the kitchen knife, and they were like, "Yo, we were like, come at us!" No, no, we were just like sitting down, like knees crouched up, and we're like hugging each other. We're like, "Oh my god, like what's happening?" And but when I heard the when I heard that noise, I thought it was coming from my front door, so it was just like right out there. But when she heard it, she said she heard it right next to us, and my computer was by my closet, so. It sounded like it was coming from there. So then I took a picture of that area, and in that area you could see like a like a like a outline, right? Do you, so, yeah, do you remember? Like, yeah, she, when she took it. So the picture is her desk in the corner, right? And then right next to it, it's like a little space, and then it's, <clears throat> then it's the closet, and then right after, right next to the closet is the the door to, to the room. And it's funny because it's right like uh, where the desk is at. Like there's the chair. And it's sitting like in between of the, the desk and the closet, and like right under the chair, right. Yeah. It's like like you see a silhouette, dude, and it, it it almost looks like a like a man or a boy, like like kind of like a profile picture of them, like just the side of them. Yeah. But you see it clearly, and you're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, and honestly, it looks like the head is like looking up and was like looking at the computer at yeah, what like, we were looking at. Like, like it was like kind of curious, but 
that was dripping. Yeah, I don't think I asked this the first time, but did it sound like your dad? Like it sounded like him or just like a man in general? It was just a man's voice, yeah. Because, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, because I was going to say like, because when I first heard this story, I didn't ask the question. So I thought it was, it was like your dad, like mimicking for like something to mimic somebody's voice mm -hmm. takes so much energy. Like, and on top of that, most of the time, like some, if it was someone who had died, they, they wouldn't be able to do that. They can make a sound like a like <clears throat> their voice, like what they had during during life. But like to mimic somebody else's voice, that that's that's what led me to believe that whatever was in that house was not human. Mm -hmm. But it's not also not evil. But I'm gonna I'm gonna save my conclusion after Hector tells his side of the story. What's like? Remember how you're telling me about that balloon that was? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so that, that, was, that those two were my encounters there yeah. at that house where I was at. But Meryl also had an, an encounter there. Okay, so I'm gonna, Alex. Do you do you remember the story of Sarah? Mm. At the Bobo <clears throat> house? No, not really. Okay, so they all right, so they got it from Mrs. Garcia. That's where they got the house from. Yeah. <clears throat> so before, I want to say it was like, what is it, like her sister or something like that? Or so, somebody, that, somebody that she knew lived there before. And she had went through some stuff or whatever. And she was talking to herself. Well, they said she was talking to herself, but she said she was talking to somebody at the house. She was by herself now. She was living by herself. <clears throat> and she said uh, she was talking to a girl named Sarah. So... You know, she, whatever. Cause, and then all kinds of little things would always happen at, at Melissa's house. Like, the, I don't know if you remember, the cabinets would open and stuff like that. And they would hear, like, like the dishes and stuff, like, being, like, tampered with or whatever. And <clears throat> they had brought it up one time. And, you know, they found out that, you know, the lady was talking to, to a girl named Sarah. So, <clears throat> when that happened, that was, you know, that was the whole story. Every time something would happen. Remember, we're all like, oh, that, yeah. that's Sarah. That's Sarah. Like, if we heard something, <laughs> nobody was, like, in the kitchen or anywhere. They'd be like, oh, that's Sarah, whatever, right? And nobody really believed it. It was just, like, you know, just, like, the little... Something it was just... Said. Yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah, a little yeah. story that you're saying, right? And then all of a sudden, dude, like, it was in um, the same room that she's talking about. It was empty. All it had was her computer and, like, her little desk and stuff. And there was a balloon in there. I think it was, like, your birthday balloon or something, right? Yeah, yeah. You know when you fill them up with helium, at the end they just go all the way down? Mm -hmm. So it was on the ground. On the ground the whole time. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then we it was in the middle of the room, dude. And it goes whoop. It just floats to like right here. Like maybe like three, four feet. And it stays there. And then I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Remember we were looking at it and we're yeah. like, what the hell dude? So we're like, all right, whatever. So we're like, let's go. We start walking. And when I'm walking, I'm about to get out and I look back and I see the balloon start going towards us. So <laughs> look at his face. <laughs> He's totally like, I don't want to hear this. I gotta go home He's by like, myself. You guys don't live there anymore. Uh, that's honestly that's the best part of being in a relationship. Like I'm gonna go home and I don't and have you're to gonna sleep fucking, alone. You're gonna sleep with somebody and you be like, Yo, babe, hold me, hold me. <laughs> Check everywhere to make sure there's no fucking balloons. No balloons. Yeah. Like so, you guys are lucky. <laughs> so check this out. So so the balloons started following us, dude. Right, right out of the room, and when I. I saw it. We were walking. You, you remember how from Melissa's room to the living room? 
Okay, yeah. so we were like at the remember the the first living room you walk into? Yeah, the little step down. <clears throat> yeah, so we were like halfway there, remember? Yeah. And then I go, I look back, and tell me why the balloon turns, and starts walking down the hall, dude. It starts floating down the hall, and then I go, Melissa, this thing's following us, and then she's like, Oh my god, because the balloon is already out of the room now. So we're like, and then it it can't be the AC, dude. Like, why would the AC push it like that? You know. So yeah. we start walking, and we tell her mom, and her mom's like, you guys are tripping, blah, blah, whatever, right? And then I go to the other living room where we all used to watch the football games. Yeah. So I go to that living room, and I go, this is the test right here. I'm going to walk in a circle. And if it goes in a circle, I was like, it's obviously not the AC. So I go, I walk in a circle, and tell me, tell me why the balloon follows me around. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's not like it just happened to me. Look, Melissa's in the room just staring at this balloon, and then I witnessed her, it. Yeah, her mom is in the kitchen, but she just doesn't mind. It. She's just like whatever about it, right? Yeah. My mom's like Joel's mom. Don't 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 yeah. feed into it. <laughs> I'm like, how can I not feed into it? It's like right here. It's following me, and I make a full turn, dude, and it makes the exact same turn that I do, and it stops in the middle of the of the living room. And then I lose my mind and I fucking punch it. So, <clears throat> but <laughs> you punched it like any yeah, normal person. It, you'd punch it. Yeah, I, I fucking I punched it, dude. I was, I, I was like, I was getting ready this? to yell at Melissa for not getting the knife and screwdriver to punch <laughs> this fucking balloon. We ready? <clears throat> but here's a, here's another thing that was crazy about the whole neighborhood thing. Uh, or did you want to chime like chime in? No, on keep that? going because uh, your the experience with your mom kind of plays into like the okay. whole story. So the. Uh, Piggybacking off of her story about the boy, right? The little boy that I saw. <clears throat> so my mom, all right, you know where we lived, right? On Palo Verde. So yeah. you know, for people that didn't know, I lived on the next block from from Melissa's house, and from there, like if you go to the next block, it was what did I say? It was like maybe like four houses down. Yeah, yeah. it was like four houses down. <clears throat> and from there, my mom, she, you know, she uh, she met the lady there, and I think it was like. Do yards. I don't know how they met. And then she, oh, she's all like movies and stuff like that, right? <clears throat> so that happened, and they were they got really cool because you know how Mexican old school Mexican moms become friends with everybody. So <laughs> so she became real good friends with this chick, and then they were talking or whatever. And then all of a sudden, like one day, she wasn't there, and my mom was like, "Oh, I wonder where she went," you know. And it was yeah. like it was like almost like two weeks, bro, and she was never home. So my mom thought. Oh, maybe they moved out, but we'd go like around like later in the day and their cars would be there. So she's like, well, what the hell? You know, <laughs> like, yeah. she's like, why weren't they there or whatever? And then finally her car was there during the day. So my mom goes and she's like, hey, you know, like, what's up? Like, what happened? You know, like, I thought you moved out. You know, like you were never hit, like your cars weren't here during the day or whatever and blah, blah. And the lady straight up tells her and she's like, she starts off that her son had passed away. Right. <clears throat> and it was like. What did I say? It was like two weeks or something like that before. And two or three weeks or something like that. And then um, he had died in a car accident. And, uh, you know, whatever she was going through, whatever. And then, but it was like two weeks or something like that before that or after that, that she was sitting at home, dude, alone. And she had art. She had like, they, you know, they cremated him and they had like a little altar and stuff, you know, for his yeah. ashes and everything. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then after that, uh, she was alone. She was. She said she was folding clothes with laundry and stuff. And then, uh, that a little boy walked in, in her in her room, and he, he had like uh he had like a white shirt, 
he had like overalls, like like you know old school overalls or whatever. Yeah. And he had I forgot what color the shoes were, or whatever. But he comes up and he sits at the edge of her bed, and then he's just like chilling there, right? And then the lady like she felt no fear or nothing. She said it just looked like a normal boy, so she's like, um, like hey, like like who like who are you or whatever, right? And then he says his name is Chris. <clears throat> and then she goes, oh, okay. Like, where'd you come from? And this and that. And he doesn't give no information. He just goes, give me candy. And then she goes, well, I don't have any. And then he goes, yeah, you do. And then she, she, she's like, no, I don't, you know? And then at, while they're talking, she says, she, this is what tripped her out. Because he took his shoe off and started playing with his feet. And she could perfectly see feet, everything. And she saw everything, dude. And he, like, put his shoe back on. And she and he was like, I want some candy. Give me some candy. And then that she's like, I I don't have candy. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, he's like, yeah, you do. And she's like, no, I don't. And he goes, yeah, it's over there. And he points, right? So she goes, well, show me. And then he gets up and he walks. And he goes into her son's room, the one that passed away. Mm. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then while he goes in there he goes he goes it's right there he goes to the closet but the closet's open right and he hasn't stepped in or nothing but he goes it's up there and then she goes there's nothing up there and he goes no it's up there and then she she like steps into the room and he like walks into the closet so she thought oh this he's gonna try to like reach up there or whatever right so she goes over there, and there's nobody in the fucking room, dude. <laughs> I'm about to go home and throw away all my candy. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so, check this out. So, she ends up, like, like what the hell, dude? Like, like she starts realizing that it was a ghost or, or, like, a spirit or something, right? So, she's, like, she goes up there. And, mind you, after, she, after her son had passed away, she cleaned his whole room and set it all up how he used to have it, right? Mm -hmm. And left it there. And never touched anything. So she was like, like when she was telling the kids, she's like, there's nothing up there because she cleaned the room. So she's like, there's, there can't be shit up there. She goes up there, dude. There's a box. And tell me why he's, her son had a secret stash of fucking candy in a box. <laughs> in a box, dude, up there. So she's just like, what the fuck, dude? And then she says she's chilling there. And then maybe like 30 minutes after, just like instant fear, dude. Instant fear. She couldn't even be in her house, man. She ran out of her house. And she called her husband, bawling her eyes out, talking about, oh, my God, I just saw this kid and this and that and blah, blah, like going crazy. And then for two weeks, bro, she uh, she would leave early in the morning. Like he would be at work. At, he would leave for work at like three, four in the morning and or maybe like five or something like that. And fucking she would leave with him and he would go drop her off at her sister's house. And she stayed at, the, at her sister's house during the day and then came back. So she was like, I'm, I can't be in this house by myself. Like, ever again after that. And it was, like, two weeks after that. And then she decided to finally go back by herself. And that's when she saw my mom. And then she told my mom this. And, mm. and it was, that, like, not I, too I, long. I was going to say that, too. Because we didn't bring that up. But that that story, when my tia heard that story, it wasn't long before that I had. Because I had, like, the next day I told my dad and then and my mom. And then they had told my tia and all them. So, like. Like, it was just within then. They're like, did he tell you a name? What did he look like? And, I mean, I, did, I didn't know much of what he looked like. 
But I did tell him, I was like, he was a white boy. He was a little white boy <clears throat> with a white shirt. And they're like, did he have overalls? I'm like, I don't remember. It was it was a quick glance or whatever. And they're like, oh. And then that's when they told me the story about yeah. the neighbor. And then it, the crazy part about it is that this lady was able to, like, describe you this kid, like, yeah, everything. Like, she's like, he, oh, and another thing I forgot to say, while she's talking, like, he's playing with his feet, you know? She literally ran her hand through his hair. And she's like, she that, that's what she was, she started crying to my mom because she was like, it was so crazy. She's like, I could feel hair. She's like, I could feel hair going like that. And she's like, it was crazy. Like, she's like, it, she's like, it was crazy as hell. And then he had like super blue eyes. That's what she said. Like the, the father in me <clears throat> finds this story like so cute and it makes me want to cry. And then the <laughs> rational adult in me knows that this shouldn't happen. <laughs> and has good bumps. Yeah. So it, it's crazy. Right. And then, like the, everybody was like oh my god is it linked is it linked and I'm like they're literally like three four houses away from each other so I don't know who knows what do you what do you what do you think so my conclusion was <laughs> that there, there's basically two parts to what happened in that house so though as for the little boy I actually kind of feel that maybe the 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 son who passed away uh, maybe had some kind of connection to this boy because in Hector's story, he actually walks, the boy actually walks into the house like he's comfortable there and he knew where things were. Whereas mm -hmm. in Melissa's story, he didn't go into the house. He was just outside of the house. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'm, I'm going to assume that that boy is like a spirit that was probably looking for closure. And um, he travels from house to house, maybe because someone there could possibly help him. Or it's because, you know, Hector's mom had been inside Melissa's house and he will, he found like, oh, like I know this lady, like I'm gonna go see where she's going. That, that to me would explain the kid, but the things that happen inside the house, like the balloon and everything else that I think I, I'm almost positive that it was a poltergeist. Not, um, not as crazy as the movie is said to see, but here's how a poltergeist work. I don't know if you mentioned it in the story, but when I first heard the story, Hector and Melissa told me that, um, the previous owner had, oh, yeah, well, the thing she was, sorry, I'm bad. Go ahead, go ahead. The, what, what she had went through was she was going through depression and stuff and she was, she was an alcoholic. Same. <laughs> so she was going through depression and stuff, and that's why she, she, they told her that they're like, "Oh, when do you see this chick?" And she would basically say that when she was fucked up and drunk, that she would appear and that she would talk to her. So you know, Cause there was there was a lot of depression. Cause my in the whole house. theory, my whole theory was like, you know, if if like you basically you're giving out like. Not like negative. I mean, even like negative energy. If you give out negative energy, you'll probably like attract, you know, not so much like a ghost, but there is such a thing as like you leave kind of like residual energy in the fucking air. So like if you're like going through some like negative shit, you just kind of like leave it in the air. And my whole thing with that was like, I, I, I asked Steve, I was like, yo, do you ever like, you know, not to get too personal, but like, do you ever like go through like, I don't know, like depression or like anxiety or something like that? And she had said, yeah. Yeah, I have depression. And I was like, well, at the time, were you going through that shit? And she's like, yeah. And I'm all like, well, I'm all like, it kind of like almost makes sense that, you know, you saw this shit, you know, not only in that house before there was somebody suffering with depression, but then like you step into it and like you're feeling the same thing. I'm like, it's kind of like 
it's all just kind of like coming back and it just kind of like it feeds off that and that was my whole like thing about that yeah, yeah and so like he's not wrong like there is such a thing as like residual energy and staying in the house but the part that made it this story different than it just being residual energy is that residual energy doesn't do that stuff it doesn't move things around it doesn't it doesn't do anything like that it just gives you it'll give you an uneasy feeling if it's just residual energy and like the people who lived in the house were always angry like whether they were always angry at each other you would feel uneasy in the house and the furthest it would go is that it would make you feel like you take on that kind of anger that they felt but it wouldn't move things necessarily so have you ever heard of residual hauntings what do you mean by residual haunting? Because like, to me, like a res like it's one thing to have residual energy, but a haunting there has to be some sort of en some sort of entity. And from what I when I looked it up, it was like if you see a spirit, like if a spirit did a certain routine like its whole life, and then it passed away, that their spirit still stays doing that that same routine. It doesn't haunt. It doesn't like. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't do poltergeist stuff or nothing. Yeah. Like you'll see. Like there's a lot of stories. Like like uh, Steve. Steve has had one that that's like you see people walking or whatever. Yeah. And I've I've always read and stuff that residual hauntings is like a spirit that won't contact you or nothing. Basically, it's just almost like a like a ghost like, zombie. Like kind of, like they're kind of like stuck in limbo. Kind of. Yeah. Like like a, like a tape. Like it'll just yeah, replay, yeah, like, yeah. replay, stop, yes, exactly. and it just replay, replay, replay. Yeah, yeah, but like I, I never heard about that term like specifically, but it, it could be like you know, but it's still in like an actual like spirit, like, whether it be stuck for whatever reason and mm -hmm. it's just stuck doing what it did before. But the reason I thought that uh, everything that happened at Melissa's house was like a poltergeist is because one, the girl was depressed, so this girl was. Um, this girl constantly had like negative emotion, but she was, Hector also said that she was an alcoholic. Now, mm -hmm. obviously when you drink and you get drunk, it'll like, it affects parts of your mind yeah. that uh, you wouldn't normally use <laughs> if you were sober. So the combination of the two kind of like drew out this entity. Now, uh, poltergeist isn't, isn't like a spirit. It isn't a demon. It isn't, it isn't, it's not human. It is just this ball of energy that is given off by someone who is either in an altered state or is um, or is like a psychic or a medium and they push it out. And it, this poltergeist is kind of connected to its its host, like whoever created it. Mm -hmm. And so it, so like if ever the host was mad at somebody, like let's say let's say I created one and I, for, for whatever reason, I was mad at Hector. And um, like if I was really mad at Hector, this poltergeist like Hector would probably like in his sleep or in person, either one would wake up with maybe, I don't know, like scratches on his arm or on his leg. And it's because this poltergeist was feeding off of my energy and it knew that I was mad at Hector. So it went and attacked Hector for me. But once again, it's not a ghost or a spirit. It's just this ball of energy <coughs> that just kind of takes up whatever form the host like gives it kind of like if it's, it's connected to their emotions. But when, when the host leaves, it doesn't leave with them. It stays in the house and it kind of just goes and, you know, it's mischievous. It's, it's like, it's so weird because it's not like, like an actual conscious entity, but the energy like influences the way it acts. So if there was like always, if it was like a lighter mood, like that's when it would be mischievous. It wouldn't be, it would just go and like make some noise, probably like that play with the balloon. But if ever there was a, a like a big, like a, 
big surge of like anger or sadness, then it would act in a different way. So that's why I think that there was a poltergeist in the house and then the kid spirit was just like a kid spirit looking for closure. Do you think the poltergeist would also like talk? It definitely, it definitely could. It definitely, <laughs> yeah. It definitely could have said, could have made made that, because um, if especially if it was someone who has done it in the house before, like your father, mm-hmm. it would be able to mimic it, but just not his voice, because yeah. you know his voice is his voice. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to hear some shit about? And this is like the thing. This is where it led up to this, because I, I he has a story. I'll let him tell his story first. Cause we used to live at a house we might you know back when my parents were still together which is kind of sad to say but the one thing that me steve and hector all have in common is our parents aren't together <laughs> shout out yeah, divorcees yeah, are, uh, are your parents together yeah, yeah okay you're lucky <laughs> no but anyway so products of broken but, homes but yeah so before it shows <laughs> don't you see the spirits following yeah. us he's like there's pain there's pain there yeah no so like before like our parents split up we we all you know my dad was he was an electrician he was making like fucking money like the dude actually got a chance to work in um and like like Costa Rica and shit and he went to like Costa Rica and actually like did electrical work and like they would pay him they were paying him bank so he was able to you know we, we moved on up to the east side so <laughs> so you know we got a house bro and this was a brand new fucking house like there shouldn't have been anything wrong with this house but I'll let him tell his story because the crazy thing about his story is that I have a story but I always kept mine I always kept mine because I always wanted to keep it for like just in case if I, you know, the right time. And the only person I told was my mom. And when he told his story, because one time we took a trip to Blythe. We took a trip to Blythe and we were telling, like, oh, we're going to have a Halloween episode. We're going to tell ghost stories. Yeah. And I was telling ghost stories, but I kept this one. I kept this one because I'm going to be like, I, I know the person I'm going to have and it was going to be him. Because I'm like, because he has a story and I'm going to break it, like, all on the podcast. And as soon as you hear his story and you hear my story, like, I swear to God, up until that day, we hadn't told the story. I, I never told him. I only told my mom. And I'm pretty sure my mom never told him. So, like, up until the last time we tried doing this, we heard this story, like, first. So, like, I'll let him tell his story, and then I'll, I'll let you hear mine, and you'll just, like, because it blew my mind. Like, afterwards, I even got the kills. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I have one thing to ask, but I'll wait till after the story. Right. Yeah, very good. All right, so... Before I start this, I'm gonna give a little bit of background because I didn't know this until my uh, I was talking with my mom and my aunt, yeah, maybe like a week or two ago. But my mom said that when we when we had bought the house, you know, all the neighboring houses had been bought, and there was people living in it. But the house we got, it had been vacant for two years, for whatever reason, they couldn't sell the house. Dun, dun, dun. So in this house, <laughs> although it was a brand new house, I would always be like afraid to be by myself there was a certain section of the house a couple sections of the house that i wasn't like comfortable like you know i was a kid so like i wouldn't wander around there alone i was maybe like i don't know like nine ten maybe around there but the one of the one of the memories that i always i always got and i used to get these like weird feelings like i wouldn't see anything like in person but i would always dream things about this house and even now when i have nightmares it's always in that house it's never anywhere else even, really? even today if it's a nightmare it's in that house that's great now when you say that you didn't want to be alone was it was it like what you're saying like it was a feeling like like you, yeah like it, a, it was just straight was it uneasy or it was, was like it? uneasy it was like <laughs> uneasy feeling and then i would always stay in the living room because that was where the where the tv was so there would always be light 
<laughs> they would always be light and I would keep my, our, our bulldog with me at, at like around there. She used to like to wander around, but I was always make her like come and sleep like on the couch. Mm-hmm. And, but the one dream that always sticks with me is that I will all for like in this dream, ours is a two story house. And uh, when you go up the stairs, there's, once you reach the top of the stairs, there's like an, like an, like a round loft. Okay. So the loft is round and has a lot of windows. And then the layout of the upstairs is just like a 90 degree angle. It's just an L. So when you hit the top of the stairs, you enter the loft and then in the right where the 90 degree angle is, is was my room, my brother's room who was right next to it. And then a restroom. And then if you take the left turn all the way down, um, was my mom's room. And you can you can see obviously you can see the downstairs from the upstairs but um when i would when i would have these dreams it would be me i would be floating like to like above the first floor so i could see all of the second floor but the corner of my room was always pitch black like it was like another dimension kind of black like it was dark dark i could never see my room i could never see anything else but like the darkness that was coming out of that uh, of that corner and i remember it was just so, I was just so scared of what was gonna come out of the darkness. And then I see this black shadow. It was like a giant, it was like human figure, but it was like hunched over. And I could only see one of its arms and it was out like this, it was like bent. Like you you guys listening can't see it, but the arm was like bent and it would walk. Now, the way I explained this last time was, you know that scene, you've seen The Conjuring, right? Yeah. Okay, so you know when the, the shadow of the nun is walking ar- along the office room mm-hmm. and then it gets up to its like to the painting so that's kind of like what I saw. I saw this weird black shadow person like walk along the circular, like on the walls of the circular loft. I saw it get to the stairs and walk down the stairs. And as you get down the first flight of stairs, because it's one of those stairs to where like it goes down and then it stops and then goes down the other. So there's like two big platforms like right at like halfway down the stairs. And it just stopped at the first platform. And then after that, I would I would always wake up. It would, the dream would never go any further than that. But it used to scare me so bad because it was I always had a fear of being alone in that room. And anytime I dreamt like other dreams as a kid, like another dream I had was when I would just be like in my room laying down and then my TV would turn off the same TV that I had in the previous story where I told you that the doll choked me. It was the same TV. Yeah. I had it had it in my room. <laughs> oh, that one again. Yeah. <laughs> I had it in my room and I would sometimes I would dream that I would just I would just be laying there or sitting on the edge of my bed and it would just turn on with st- it would be static and full blast. So it would make like the you know the white noise. Yeah. The white noise. The white noise and that but it was always everything that scared me was always in that corner of the house. Mm. All right, so check this shit out. So I heard that story, right? And that's when I'm like, all right, this is a perfect time to tell mine. So not to put like my parents on blast or anything, but at the time my parents were together, but this was probably like where you saw when they were going to split up because they were always fucking fighting. Yeah, They were always fucking fighting. And that's why I'm like a big believer in like, if you put out like negative energy, it's going to eventually stay there. And then if you give off the same energy, it'll just like amplify. So around this time that, you know, my parents are going through that shit, me and my mom kind of have like a little fallout and we get into a big ass argument. Like he can tell you, bro, like my mom fucking like grabbed me and it was like fucking like, ah, fuck you. And like fucking big ass argument. So at this time, you know, like me and my mom are pissed at each other. More than likely her and my dad are pissed at each other. In my room, when we got this house, I chose to sleep downstairs. 
I had a downstairs. <laughs> like, bro, but if you saw the room, it was like a big-ass fucking room. It was dope. So I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I'll sleep downstairs. So the way the layout of the room was is the front door. So you walk into the front door. To your left is my room. To your right is a hallway. And that's going to lead you to the guest bedroom, a bathroom, and a laundry room. So, you know, so that night I go to sleep or whatever. And for and I used to have, I used to have, like, when you walk into my room, I used to have, like, this boom box. I used to have this boom box that I used to play, like, CDs on because, and he can tell you, like, they remember, they remember the boombox. The antenna was broke, so I could never get AM, FM. I could only play CDs. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, in, like, my subconscious, I always said, I'm going to unplug this bitch before I go to bed. Every re- every time. I'm going to be like, I'm going to plug this bitch. I'm going to unplug this bitch. Because I, in my subconscious, I'm like, one night it's going to turn on. It's going to scare the fuck out of me. So I unplug it. I shit you not, bro. I, I Every night I went to sleep, I never forgot. So I, I, for some reason, I wake up, and I wake up, and I just feel, like, weird. I feel weird, and the first thing I look at is that boombox, and it's plugged in. Not only is it plugged in, but when you used to turn it on, you used to have, like, a little red indicator light. Yeah. And that light was on. And I woke up because I could hear something. I could hear something in the background, but it wasn't loud. But it was just loud enough to where you were like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. My radio was on, but it wasn't like on music. It was like on talk radio, but it wasn't even, it wasn't high. Like you kick. So like, basically you had to get up to the speaker and you could hear it. So then I unplug it. And when I unplug it, I'm like looking at the fucking boom box and the light's still on. And I'm like, okay, I I know how electricity works. It's going to take a while for it to dim out. Like it's fine. I should, you know, like five fucking minutes pass, bro. And that light's still fucking on. And then the light finally fucking fades, right? The light fucking finally fades. So then I, I, for some reason, bro, for some reason, I'm already fucking freaking out. So when I'm freaking out like that, bro, I, I like reverted to a child. I reverted to a child. And the first thing that comes into my mind is I'm going to go upstairs to my mom's room and tell her what the fuck's going on. <laughs> and mind you, bro, at this time, I'm like fucking like, I don't know, like what, like 13, 14? Yeah, bro. So like at this time, I'm like, fuck, I revert to a kid, bro. And I'm like, I'm going to go to my mom's room. This is the part that gave me chills, bro. I go out. And so, like, you know, when you leave my room, you see the front door. You make a left. You'll see the flight of stairs. Yeah. I don't know why I decided to, like, you know, come at an angle to where I could see the upstairs. I don't know why I did that. I'm looking at the upstairs, bro. And I I shit you not, bro. I'm awake. This isn't a dream. This isn't, like, some Mm -hmm. shit I made up. He hasn't heard this story since the first time I told it. I look at the upstairs, bro. And I can see a shadow. My dad used to be tall. So it was a tall shadow. I could see the shadow coming and I'm like, oh shit, it's my dad. So like, I'm kind of like relieved a little bit. Uh-huh. But at the same time, like when you feel relieved, you're just like, ah, oh, fuck yeah. So, you know, I figured, but at the same time, bro, I couldn't stop looking at it. And I look at it and the more I looked at it, I'm like, that's not my fucking dad. And it does the exact, it, it's walking. It walks down the stairs. And it stops at the first flight. It stops at the first base. And that's where it stops. And then, right when I see it stop, I'm like frozen, bro. I can't fucking move. I can't. It's like it's like sleep paralysis all over. I can't fucking move. Everything kind of like I don't know if you've ever felt like extra darkness to where it's already dark, but you feel it get even darker. Yes. That's what happened. Everything got dark around me, <laughs> and I, it disappeared. And I just ran back into my fucking room. I grabbed my fucking bulldog, bro, and I fucking slept with the, I fucking slept with the whole fucking night. 
But after that night, I never told no one, and I told my mom the next morning. I told my mom exactly what the fuck happened. She she told me she's like, don't fucking feed into it, blah 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 blah. And I and like I never I never wanted to tell him because he was young, so I didn't want to scare him, and I didn't want to tell him because he was even younger. So I kept it up until then. And when he told this story, I fucking told him. And I I never heard that part where he said that in his dream he saw something. And the thing that tripped me out is that his stopped at the first fucking at the first base. Yeah. And when I saw that, it stopped right at the first base. What do you think of that? The trip. I think I'm a cuddle only expert. <laughs> 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 but like, and, and the crazy thing is about that story, bro, is that that house it was brand new. It it was all new. Even as a kid, I used to tell my mom that I that I thought the house was built on like Native American like burial ground because mm-hmm. it was. Exactly what I was thinking right now. <laughs> it was. It was nothing. Everything else was like pretty much just mountain and desert aside from the Walmart. Uh, like kind of like yeah, like a block away from yeah us. it was just like right behind us and everything else was just houses but if you got too far into the neighborhood you would just end up at like some mountain trail so i always thought it was built on some kind of like native american land but at yeah. the same time like all the negative energy stuff that was going on with my uh, mom and dad probably could have fed into it if but the fact that i still have dreams about that house today makes me actually want to go back to see if i still feel the same way about that house is that in arizona yeah, yeah. yeah. queen creek queen, queen creek, creek. Y'all get that out of here. Check it out. Ever since that time, nothing's ever really happened to me. Until, like, we went to Vegas and we went to that Zach Bagans Museum. Oh, Oh, yes! We went to Zach Bagans. Tell that one. Tell Tell it. That was funny. All right. So, you watch Ghost Adventures, right? Yeah. Okay. So, you know who Zach Bagans is, whatever. He has a museum in Vegas. And we go to that museum. And they like we take have, you. We have to sign our life away first. Yeah, yeah. We have to sign a waiver. Yeah, waivers, dog. Like, yeah. like, if anything okay. happens to you, they're not responsible, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, I'm not going in. <laughs> <laughs> so check it out. So like you go in and like they give you like a little tour of some like room and like, you know, it's it's cool. But then they bring you into like another room that's set up kind of like like a funeral viewing. And like and in the front, you have a coffin. Two of them. Uh, no, it it's two. It was one. It was just one. It was one with two was people it? in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, one was on top, right? Yeah. So it was a coffin <coughs> with yeah, with like, and it was two skeletons mm-hmm. in them, and then they had like the chairs in rows, and we decided to sit not on the last row, but the second from last row, and it's only a set. It's only rows of three, so it was Hector, me, and Steve. So we're in the basically when you walk in, we're in the far corner. Yeah, we're in the far corner, <laughs> and um, before <laughs> we sit down, but right when I'm gonna sit down, I feel something push like the the back of my head push the back of my head and i at the time bro i didn't think of i didn't think nothing of it i'm just kind of like oh shit maybe i got itchy like i didn't think anything of it yeah because we were all just like coming in because the tour guide was like yeah okay you guys like yeah, like, wherever you want and she hadn't told us anything. she hadn't told us shit bro nothing. and before we sit down like i said bef- remember remember uh there was girls sitting behind and at first you thought it was the girls yeah and at first you know i thought it was the girls but flirting or something <laughs> yeah but no it, it wasn't because like i'm like oh what the fuck that was because it it, it it didn't feel like it felt weird bro it didn't feel like a finger it felt weird yeah so when we sit down you know she's going through the whole story of like you know the the why the room set up that way and the reason it's set up that way is because those two skeletons were actual human skeletons that were uncovered from like some sort of like burial ground that an old cult used to use back in like England or some shit like that. It, it was a, uh, it was the Odd Fellows, right? Yeah, it, it was some like cult. Odd Fellows. And they have really good memory. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. <what I> so <laughs> a, little, a little backstory on that. It was a, it was a like a, a brotherhood, kinda, and. 
they would always help people. Like if you were poor and your family member died and you didn't have money for the funeral, they would pay for it. But your payment to them was the body. And they would do with the body with whatever they wanted to do. Yeah, so they could have, like, they, like, used it in, like, rituals. And they, like, did, like, shit. With, like, they studied the body. Yeah. Like, they didn't always do rituals with them. They would, and, like, study them and shit like that. And then also, like, the, like, there was a couple, like, uh, temples that they had. Mm-hmm. And, like, after they had left or whatever and people were tearing them down, they were finding bodies in the walls of the temples. Yeah. <laughs> so, mind you, at this time, he's giving us that backstory. And, 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 you know, and usually they tell you, like, oh, you know, this room is just kind of, like, for display. There's not really anything happening. So that's what she told us in the first room. When we get into this room, she's like, this room is not really classified as a high activity. She's like, but there has been activity reported. And she points at this fucking corner that we're all sitting in. <laughs> and she's like, it's usually in that corner where you three are sitting. And when we're leaving, bro, I didn't tell nobody. I didn't tell nobody because I'm like, nah, fuck that. I'm not going to say but shit. Say what, say what like, they experienced, though. I'm not going to feed into it. Remember? Yeah. They, they were like, yo, the experiences that people feel, they're like, girls always feel their hair being pulled. People felt being poked, pinched or something like that. Like, always something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then we're just like, oh, that's cool. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And, and he hasn't said shit. Yeah. And, and so, and then she's like, okay, well, now, now let's go into the next room. So as we're getting up, I tell fucking Hector, I'm like, yo. He's like, what's up? And I'm like, before we sat down, something poked the back of my head. And he's like, shut the fuck up. I'm like, I swear to God, bro. I'm like, I'm, I'm not fucking with you. I'm like, before we even sat down, something poked the back of my fucking head. <laughs> and I'm all like, and it just so happens we're sitting in the fucking corner where she says that the activity happens. Yeah. That was, that was pretty cool. Dude. I they like that. Lying. Lying. I've had a few things like that. Like, one time, uh, this, is, uh, this is the only downside to doing AC. It's like sometimes we'll go to a house and it's empty. And uh, one time I was working on the AC. I had just finished like doing everything, closed everything up. I got my tool bag and I'm like, I'm picking my head up and I'm as I'm walking and I feel something like the same thing you said, like something brushing my hair. So like I swing it out and then I go put my tools away and then I come back to lock the door and I look like in the area that I felt it. And there's not even a ceiling because I thought maybe it was like one of the chains from the ceiling fan, but the ceiling fan is like way out in the like towards the middle of of the room, and I felt it like more closer to the door. So yeah, like a touch. Just, yeah, like it felt like if just like something just boop, like touch you on the top of your head. <laughs> Do it again. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, bro. Like that's. So have have you ever? No, moving on to something. Hold on, hold on, real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah what were you going to ask? Yeah, what was your question? So, well, there's two things that I, I experienced at, well, one was at the house at Turquoise, and then the other one is the house that we moved to Avondale. Like, it was the same, like, kind of the same thing you said. Like, once you get to the top of the stairs, there's a loft. But about halfway through the stairs, the loft, like, comes out. So when you're halfway up the stairs in the corner of your eye, you can see the, the, the bottom, the floor of the loft. And at first I thought it was just me, but then like everybody else said that they would kind of see some things too. And, uh, so whenever I'm running up the stairs, sometimes in the corner of my eye, I can see like the silhouette of a woman in like a white wedding dress, like standing on the the top of the loft. (coughs) For real? Yeah. Yeah. Julian told me this story too. No way. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was multiple people that saw this? Well, I didn't know Julian did, but I guess, yeah. 
I thought it was just me. I was like, maybe it's just my mind playing tricks. Well, I don't on know. Me. I don't know. Maybe not then. But I remember they were the ones who told me because I would. I had told them my experiences, and then I'm the and like I mean my room was because I, I I recently lived there. Yeah. And my room was um by like kind of by the loft. Was it Julian's old room? Yeah. I okay. Mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That's crazy. Yeah. So did you ever see anything at that house? I didn't. No, yeah. I didn't. All right. And then the second thing is my little sister was like four years old, maybe three. And uh, my aunt passed away when I was, I was young, like seven, dude. six, maybe even younger than that. And uh, my sister is like 12 years younger than me. So I didn't think like, I mean, she definitely didn't know my aunt. And uh, one time we were at the house on turquoise and my mom's making dinner and I know like I'm like watching TV or something. And my little sister's just like blah, 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 like chatting up a fucking storm, bro. Like having a full conversation. And my mom is like, Mickey, who are you talking to? And she's like, oh, I'm talking to Aunt Kathy. She says hi. Shit freaked me out. You know, you know what's crazy about that shit. And I mean, if she was here, I mean, I doubt it. Isida, Isida used to have an imaginary friend, huh? Oh yeah. I, Isaiah, yeah, my yeah. cousin's sister, when she was real young, bro. I'm talking like fucking like three, two. Used to have an imaginary friend, and she used to like chat, bro, like full on conversations. And I can't remember how old she was, but she got to an age, and one day my tia said she walked <clears throat> in on her and she was fucking crying, crying, bro bawling her eyes out and she asked her like what's wrong and then she, i guess my cousin said my friend's leaving and then she's all like what do you mean she's like my friend said i'm getting old so she has to leave now oh hell no <laughs> and, 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 and after that bro she never would talk to her imaginary friend again that's crazy yeah. oh, that's a trip. <laughs> now what was your question though oh the woman because oh. it it slightly <laughs> resembled uh, my grandparents had this picture, like, after my aunt passed, it was a picture of her in, like, a big dress. And it, it wasn't, like, I don't know that it was a wedding dress, but it's, like, a big, big, white, fluffy dress. And that's kind of what I would see. So I don't know if it was my mind playing tricks on me <clears throat> or if sometimes I would just see her. Was it the aunt that your sister saw? Yes. Uh, see, it's funny you say that because we were talking about this uh, the last time, the first time we tried to record. But when it comes to, like, deceased relatives... Whenever, most of the times when you see them, it's because they're they're kind of stuck here for one reason or another. So I said this last time, but when someone dies, it's fine to grieve. Like it's fine to be sad, you know, take your time. But the reason most people, when they know they're gonna pass, they tell you not to be sad is because when when you're when you are feeling so much grief that you just can't move on, they they have to stay. They're stuck. So they try their best to talk to how to talk to either the person who's grieving, but if the person who's grieving just isn't paying attention, then they'll talk to other family members and they'll come to them in their dreams and then they'll just give them reassurance like, hey, I'm okay. Or like like you said, like your sister said that she said hi. That's her way of saying like, hey, like I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good, yeah. Because it 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 is kind of it's not not that it, grieving is a bad thing. I'm not saying not to grieve. You know, you take your time, do what you got to do, but just understand. Access. Yeah, just understand that um, that like they they can't move on until you do. So that's probably why you were seeing your aunt 
for whatever reason. I don't know. What, well, as for what the message was that she was trying to give you, I'm not sure. Well, the the thing I saw at the top of the stairs, like it resembled her, but that was like, fifth, like 14 years later. No, mm. not that. Old. I'm not that old. Like 10, years. <laughs> <laughs> ten years, like 10 years later. But it's when I would see it, that's just what would come to my mind. Like I don't know that it was her, or you know. Yeah. Have Have you ever seen her or any deceased? Like your grandparents in your sleep, like dreaming. He means. Mm. <clears throat> I used to have dreams of my nana after she's passed. Yeah, but what would uh? How would that dream go? Because remember, I was telling you guys. Yeah, I have I have two. I have actually three stories of uh, deceased relative, like family members. No, and they were all sweet. Like it was just <clears throat> like childhood memories, almost like just reliving them. Oh, okay. Not mine. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So, you know, when uh, my Fina died, mm-hmm. when she passed away, dude, it was like, what did I say? It was like a day or two. Huh? Yeah. Like a day or two after, dude. <clears throat> uh, I dreamt her two days in a row. And it was always like it, the dreams always ended the same, but they started different. Uh, the first one, uh, we were at her house and we were having a party. And everybody was all, you know, she was there and everything. And then I either go, like, I think I was going to the bathroom. <clears throat> and then I, when I opened the door, it was almost like a movie, dude. It was like, it would go white. And then I would end up in her room. And you know what her room looks like right now, right? Yeah. Okay, so the two doors were closed. And there was white light coming from the doors. <clears throat> but, like, the bottom and the top, you know? Yeah. And then you, you remember how she was when she was in hospice? How the bed was and everything. Yeah. Okay. So imagine the whole room empty, but her hospice bed and her in it. Mm. And, <laughs> and it was just me by myself. And then I'm just like, what the hell, dude? So then I go and I see her and then she's just like sitting there and I'm trying to talk to her. But like, I'm just like, like, you know, like, how are you? And this and that or whatever, you mm-hmm. know? And then she just grabs my hand dude, and she's just like, she's just smiling. And then... She just like she's just holding my hand and then like I'm holding her hand and shit and then all of a sudden I just wake up. <clears throat> and then the second night, like I tripped out. I was like, what the hell? Like, what'd that mean? And then the second night, we were at another party, but it was somebody else's house. And I had uh, where did I go? What did I say? I, I went like I don't know, I was going like into a door or something. And it was like like clockwork, dude. Like I go into the door, and then boom, I'm in the same room. The doors are closed. There's light coming through the bottom and the top. <clears throat> Nothing's in her room but her hospice bed and her. And then I run over there again, and I'm just talking to her, and she's just like holding my hand, dude, the whole time. And then she's just smiling at me. And then I like the second time, I didn't really talk anything. I just like stared at her, and she was just staring at me, and she was just holding my hand. And then I fucking wake up again. <clears throat> yeah, see, and look, and the thing, and the thing that me and him had said is like, like how, how like my brother had said, it was just kind of like, you know, like you know, I, I know Hector, but you know him way, way longer, and you know that he doesn't really show emotion. Yeah, I think Espe- especially when it comes to that. So like, basically, our thing was like, yo, like, he was just kind of like, he kind of was stuck here because you weren't grieving, like, you were grieving in your own way, but. The way that you were grieving, you kind of weren't letting her go. Yeah. You weren't letting her go. So, like, in those dreams, especially because he didn't say anything. Yeah. He didn't tell him anything. He just kind of, like, 
basically held his hand and was like, yo, I'm good. Like, yeah. I'm good. You can just let, let me leave. Let me go. And that's why we were saying, like, you know, that's what those dreams meant. It's probably like her saying, like, yo, I'm good. Yeah. And then the second one <clears throat> was, you know, who passed away a month after, right? Yeah. Yeah. Our cousin. And it was like, it, it's weird, dude, because it always happens like a couple of days after they pass. So it was like, I think it was like two days after he passed. I, I see him and then, or we're all at, at like a park or whatever, and we're like playing basketball or whatever. And, and then, uh, uh, I think we like shoot we're playing uh, like I shoot the ball or whatever and then something happens and I and you were in there and we were we were like joking and stuff <clears throat> and then I hear a laugh and I turn around and it's him and then he's looking at me and then like we like shake hands he's like man you crazy bro you crazy fool and blah blah you know mm. and then I'm like what the hell cause like <clears throat> in my mind I'm like like wait a minute you're not here you know yeah but, but the thing is like i didn't feel like fear or nothing like with both of them like i didn't fear i didn't feel no kind of fear or nothing and he just shook my hand he's like man you're crazy bro and that's this and that. i forgot what else he really said and then i wake up and then i'm like what the hell dude <laughs> and, and the thing is that like i mean i was never super close to him but i mean you know it, it was just kind of weird that i was dreaming him yeah you know and then i remember he had something to say about that oh yeah and that, that i told him that it's because um maybe hector saw their relationship one way but he may have saw it like another way like maybe he felt closer yeah. to hector than what hector felt <clears throat> to him and it was just as a reminder of like hey i'm like don't forget about me like i'm here like um like he doesn't want to be i told i told him that it was kind of like uh in the movie uh, coco where if they don't put their picture on the ofrenda, then yeah. they disappear forever. That's kind of the same, the same concept. <laughs> like if you don't, if you don't remember, if you don't remember your loved ones who've passed, they, they may not ever like come around anymore. Yeah. And then the most recent one is you know we had another loss in the family. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was another like two three like maybe two days after he passed, bro. And it was my uncle. And then uh, I, that one was a little weird because. <clears throat> All right. Do you remember when we had, I think it was, I don't know if we had Thanksgiving or something at my mom's house and we put like a table in her living room to it so a whole bunch of people could sit in there? Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a whole bunch of people, but we put that table there. I was coming from my room and I walked in the living room and I was going towards the kitchen. And when I'm doing that, I look over and I'm like, I'm like, what the hell? And it was my, it was my Theo. And he was sitting there and he was just like, just chilling there. Like he wasn't saying nothing or whatever. He was just, he like looked at me and I looked at him and then I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like, what the heck? Like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. What are you and doing? Then, yeah. And then I, and then I go, yo, I'm, cause like, I'm like, it's almost the same thing. Cause I'm like, I know like you passed away. So I'm like, yo, you guys like, like what the hell? Like, you know, like I'm trying to like, con like talk about my uncle and then my brother's like, what? And I was like, I'm like, you don't, you don't see my deal right here. And then like all of like, it was him, his girlfriend and my, and my girl. They're all in the living room. They're like, like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I'm like my deal's right there. And then my girl was like, yo, are you all right? Because there's nobody sitting here. And then I'm just like, you really going to tell me that nobody's fucking sitting right here, dude? I was like, I see him right there. And then all of them, like my brother, his girl, and my, my girl just kind of look at me. And they're just like looking at me like really crazy because they're like, what the hell, dude? Like, <laughs> you know? <clears throat> and they're like, they're like, nah, man. They're like, they're like there's nobody there. And then when that happened, I just felt like I was telling them this, this is the weird part that I never got about it. I just felt like fear, dude, just 
go down my back and it wasn't even like like sometimes i'll feel like like you feel it in your chest or whatever yeah no this one was just completely just going down my back it was almost like just fears going like the fear the feeling like dripping down your back yeah dude it's just going like that and i'm like what the hell and then i wake up like i just snap out of it super quick and i just wake up and then i'm like what the fuck and that one i only had for one night and i never had it ever again <clears throat> but it was it was pretty crazy and i was telling him i was like what do you think that is you know because it's like i mean we're all pretty cool my theo but we were i mean I, I was never really close with him like that yeah and none of, i mean out of us three you know none of us really were that close with him but uh it was just crazy dude that how i saw that and then nobody in the fucking dream was seeing him but I was seeing him, and he, like, he was just sitting there, and he didn't even say a word, didn't smile, didn't do nothing. He was just there, and I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, that's a trip. It's crazy, huh? It's crazy. Dreams like that, like, if you're having, if you're having dreams of like random shit, like, I don't know, you're fucking swimming in a chocolate pool or whatever, like, you can the disregard hell? like those <laughs> dreams, but like, it's it's like dreams like this that like shouldn't like easily be disregarded, like. Maybe maybe if you dream about someone you haven't dreamt about in in a while, maybe just think about them or go if they're if they're not alive no longer, like go and visit them at their um, gravesite or whatever. But I always think that those dreams shouldn't be taken lightly. Yeah, that's just re- I, I, that's why I asked because I had I those dreams. I think we even asked him another question from there because what, what did you? I think you asked him like if people could be haunted. Or like it could follow oh, him. Oh, so yeah, because but yeah. Another thing was every time Melissa comes, like wherever she's at, dude, like whether she's living with like her mom, her dad, or whatever. And one time she came to live with me, and uh, <clears throat> it was multiple times. It was from the house, yeah. And then the even apartment. when I was at the apartment, yeah, like nothing was going on, dude. And <laughs> Melissa's in. I move in, and, and then, then all of a sudden, just <laughs> like we start off. hearing things and like. All this stuff, I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> For me, I don't know why I always... Well, like, I mean, I saw another little kid. Yeah. It was a little girl. Um, oh, yeah, I told sister. you. So at my sister's house, I was I was staying over, and um, I was I was sleeping with my uh, in my nephew's room, and when he and I, like, go to sleep, we sleep head to feet. So, um, I like, it was late at night, and I don't know why, like, I woke up, and... I look and there's like I swear I seen like a silhouette of a little girl like dancing like a like a hula dance or something like that and in my head like I'm just like Joel said earlier about his mom like don't feed into it like I don't like to especially at in the middle of the night and especially when it's a little kid again like I just can't <laughs> so I'm like it's probably it's probably um, Nadia or Gia my nieces Mrs. Daughters so then I like Turn around and then like don't don't pay mind to it. Like I'm just gonna assume in my head that's them and they're like sleepwalking and they're doing their thing. And you know when they say about people who sleepwalk, you don't wake them up, you just leave them be. Yeah. So then, like I turned myself over and I faced the opposite way. But once I did that, I felt like a like a like a dark presence, like like coming in on me. Like you know how you see like in the scary movies where they're like it gets like you feel like this tense like mm-hmm. feeling energy type well that's exactly how i was feeling and it felt like it was getting like closer and closer and my nephew baby Gio, he moved his foot 
And as soon as he moved his foot, like, it felt light. Like, there was, like, like it was gone. Like, that, like, like whatever was coming near me was, like, gone. And um, the next day I had asked, you know, my sister and my brother-in-law, and I was like, hey, uh, do the girls, like, sleepwalk or something? And they were like, no, why? And I was like, okay, well, I'll tell you later. Because my nephew's right there, and I didn't want to scare him. Yeah. So then um, later it came, and I'm like, because, and I told her the story, she's like, that's crazy, because um, a few years ago, a little girl passed away because af- after she was like, it was like a, not a hit and run, but she got run over and like hit by a car or whatever, and she passed away, and it was a little girl, and like right there in front of her, in the street, in front of her house. And then she sees a little girl in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you give Toxica a whole new meaning. <laughs> <laughs> but I told I told Hector to answer his question. No, people cannot be haunted. Like we got into it a little bit more in depth the first time, but um, in my opinion, I think Melissa may be a little bit uh, psychic because, and here's why. So I'm gonna try to give you guys the quick the quick version. But a long time ago, like a long long time ago, when we were very primitive, like when we had to hunt for our food. We obviously needed to survive also. So our senses were like a hundred times higher back then than they are now. And because of the society we live in now, you know, we, when, we're, when we're born, as we grow up, we're told like, oh, seeing, seeing dead people is weird, feeling things that you shouldn't be feeling is weird. So we tend to repress all of, all of those feelings and we become like, like you know, everyday citizens. And, but the animals like dogs that's the reason they can see things that we can't is because they're still primitive animals like they don't there's they don't have a society that tells them this isn't right and babies when newborns that's why they say you know babies can see things and they have imaginary <laughs> friends when they're really really young because they don't have anyone who's telling them that this is wrong or that this seeing all this stuff isn't isn't um right until they start to grow up and then that's that's a that's kind of like how we end up like we are now, but one way that these spirits do are are able to talk to us is when we sleep because when we sleep, our there's parts of our brains that shut down and then there's other parts that turn on when we go to sleep, and so like your subconscious is like is the easiest way for them to talk to you. So see, so when you dream about somebody's death, there's there's a chance not always, but there is a chance that. You're dreaming about the way that some that some spirit that came to you while you were sleeping died and all they need was for you to see what happened so that they can move on because like in your in your dream obviously if you see if you die some way or you see somebody you know die in a certain way you feel something right you're gonna feel sadness you're gonna feel scared so they just need that validation that oh he felt like i felt so i'm not alone like this is all this is like my story has been told and then they can move on mm-hmm. but you know for most people, like they dream about it once in a while, but seeing as how Melissa dreams about it often and with with like evidence that she can back up of people who actually died, there is a chance that Melissa may be like a medium, but, and technically it's, any of us can do it. Any of us can go back to that primitive sense. It would just take like, you know, meditation, but no one ever wants to do that kind of thing to open it back up. <laughs> but um, some some people just like repress it. Like I know, like, like um, not to say like Hector's girlfriend is a medium, but like, you know, she's so afraid of seeing something paranormal that she, even if she were to see it, like she would say no, like that, that, that didn't just happen. Like they would just, they just forcefully don't want to see it. So that's why 
some people do see it, some people don't. It just depends on how open you are to the world around you, I guess. Yeah, and I saw a video about, like, I was telling you guys about, uh, the, they were interviewing, like, mediums. And yeah. then they were like, oh, you know, the guy asked, can anybody be like one? And then she goes, she goes, yeah, because of kind of what you were saying. Because she's like, everybody's born with it. And like, you just have to, people just choose to, you know. You repress it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're, like, they're like, either, you know, you choose, yo, I'm going to get in touch with all this and that, you know. Yeah. And a lot of people but just don't. It, but if you are experiencing stuff like that, to anybody listening, uh, the best remedy that I, that I have, like, research for that is to um, journal demons. your dreams. No, no demons. <laughs> we don't summon demons to get rid of dreams. <laughs> but like to journal your dreams because that helps, that will relieve the stress of you, the person who dreamt that. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. you writing down what happened will be like, okay, now I've said what just happened. Now you kind of just forget about it. But that's that tends to work for people who are like are like that and don't like find it comfortable. Like if you're, if you're having dreams like this and you're scared, if you're scared of, of dreaming, like if you go to sleep every night and you're like, fuck, here I go again, I'm gonna die tonight. <laughs> like one, you can technically you can technically just say out loud, like, hey, if if you're trying to talk to me in my sleep, like today's not the day, like I'm closing my door, you can't talk to me today. And they will they will listen. They'll 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 not show up. Or you can like if you wanna just keep but you're like helping people in the process. If it is like if you're an actual medium and you're doing this right, you're like actually helping people move on. So, so for some people, they don't like to like what they call close. They don't like to close. So they just journal all of their dreams to like help them keep everything moving. So so if you journal your dreams, you're not helping. No, if you if you journal your dreams, like it's helping you, the person who dreamt, because, you know, uh. seeing all that stuff can be kind of overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So you journal your dreams and then it, like it, it's called the dream journal. Like people actually do it just for fun. So it's not like just yeah. a medium thing. So on that note, we're going to go ahead and end it on that really positive <laughs> note. So journal all your fucking dreams. Journal your dreams. I want to give a big shout out to my fucking brother laying down the knowledge. Thank That's you, Christian, right. yes, for coming. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Christian. And I want to give a special shout out to my special. love. The greatest thing that ever happened to me. He Alex. finally came on the show. <laughs> oh, I love you, you, Alex. You. So I'm just saying. Thank if you so girl, much for being here. If your girl doesn't want to cuddle, I'll cuddle um, with you anytime. What? Just... Uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, drop a comment, yeah, yeah, yeah. and let us know. Um, we also have the demonology uh, episode, so if you guys want to hear, let us know. I might just drop it anyways. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, it's very informative. Uh, I do have the book. If you catch me on the streets, you can ask me for the book, First Come, First Serve. I don't really need it. So if you think you would need it, I got you. Oh, I ordered the demonologist. To get that book too. That one. Yeah, really I ordered it, so we'll see. Oh, you ordered it? Yeah, I did. Oh, I'm finna do that right now too. No, y'all yeah. finna stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a book by Ed and Lorraine. Williams. Yeah, it, well, they didn't write it, but someone gave, uh, got like they gave Ed and Lorraine Warren gave access to one guy to all of to most of their files, and he kind of just like puts all this Ed Warren information like he, in one book. This person did a lot of books because isn't isn't just. It's like demonologist, and then has like a bunch of like the werewolf one. It's on they they have a book on it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, oh well, I guess it doesn't matter because the first part isn't uploaded. But I was wrong. The werewolf one isn't gonna be the next Conjuring. It's about Hoel was right. I was right, motherfuckers. Told what you. Was this. it? Maybe you're always right. I know. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's gonna be about a guy who um, murdered, commit. Well, it was considered manslaughter, 
but he's using demonic possession as a defense. Oh, oh yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's going to be called The Devil Made Me Do It. But I think they are using the werewolf as a spinoff, like they did um, the, nun. the Nun. The Nun. From yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Bob's yeah. got balls. Bob's got balls. <laughs> well, be on the lookout for all these crazy movies. Yeah. So. And all right, guys. Thank you. Halloween. Peace out. Alex, Stay say bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> bye.